0: For today's episode of the Web3 podcast, I am interviewing Heather Parody. Now, she is one of the nicest person I have met online via Zoom. She is an expert podcaster. She has recorded hundreds and hundreds of podcast episodes. Her podcast, NFT for Newbies, got over 1 million downloads and she has interviewed some of the biggest names in the world of NFT. These days, She is extremely passionate about educating more women to bring them into Web3 and she has started a podcast called Community Builders. You can of course go and check out her podcast but today on this episode Heather shares her Web3 journey, how it has changed her life and we uncover the opportunities and problems that exist currently in the world of Web3. Hello, innovators and explorers. Welcome to another episode of the Web3 Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Kamani. I am an Amazon best-selling author and a tech startup founder with two exits. These days, I work with the Moonstream team. At Moonstream.to, we help Web3 games and Web3 projects Increase the size of their economy in the first eight months of our product being live We have done over three billion dollars in transactions with over 1 million transactions being processed every single month And I'm here to take you on a journey to explore this land of web 3 which is filled with opportunities so you can build generational wealth so without waiting any longer Let's get into it. And so, sure. so Heather it's great to have you on the show. Would love to um know a bit about your about your journey. How did you end up in all things to do with NFTs and how did you start your podcast?
1: Yeah, well first of all Sam, I have just heard incredible things about you and your show and it just it's an honor to be here so thank you for trusting me with your audience for a few minutes. The question, how do I how did I get into NFTs? I I cannot believe that I am sitting here talking to someone who has done what you've done with your career in tech and gaming and all of that, because to say that was out of my wheelhouse is an understatement. I was a previous therapist, like a mental health therapist you go talk to if you're feeling sad or anxious or whatever. And I moved into the online space a few years ago because I caught wind of this guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, who, long story short, got me really interested in what you can build online and the power of content. But not a techie person, Sam, at all. In fact, I remember somebody being on a live video once on Facebook talking about crypto. And I remember vividly clicking off that as fast as I could because I said, I don't want to know anything about this. This is so boring. It's so over my head. Whatever, you know. And here I am a few years later. What ended up happening, I mentioned this guy, Gary Vee, I was out running one day. And he had mentioned that he was coming out with an NFT project. What's an NFT project? I had no idea. It was July of last year, okay? So not even a year ago. But I knew he had done such a great job building his brand that I'd been following for years. And I had built a successful business really because of him. I I credit him and and his teaching that I said, you know what, if he's really in on this, if he's saying something I need to pay attention to, I believe so. I went home and I talked to my husband and we very hesitantly, very hesitantly bought two NFTs and we literally thought we were throwing money away. We literally was like, okay, we just bought. I remember going home and showing our family these little cartoon squiggles of something we bought and telling them that we had spent, you know, $3,000 on both of them or whatever. And they're like, what? You just got scammed. You're an idiot. And I felt like an idiot. Here was what happened. So we did that. And I kept hearing about NFTs, 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 NFTs. And I was like, I don't understand what we bought. I don't understand what we did, which by the way, I don't recommend just buying things so you don't understand. <laughs> I want to get some my own advice there. But I met a friend, uh, his name's Rich Cardona at a podcasting conference. And he had just bought an NFT too. And he didn't know what he bought. And we were both like, what in the world is going on here? What if, what if we make a show and we document the process of us learning about NFTs, us coming from completely different backgrounds, non-techy, not interested in blockchain, not invested in crypto, none of this stuff, and just two regular folks talking plain talk. What did we just invest in? So we did that for our own accountability. We said we're gonna make 24 episodes. Well, by the time we hit twenty four episodes, we were almost at hundred thousand downloads, and it just started scaling, scaling, and scaling. We're gonna hit a million this weekend, which is insane. And the fact is, is we not only did we learn there's a lot of people like us who are curious, but they feel intimidated because they're not that techy person. But also, too, the conversation of NFTs was very limited because we thought it was about JPEGs. We thought it was about projects. We thought about. We thought it was about a. A potential investment opportunity, but what we have learned, and what I'm so grateful you are doing, is there's this thing called Web3 that's here, and it's influencing every part of business. And whether you're into NFTs or not, you need to pay attention to Web3.
0: Absolutely, hundred percent. You you say that. You know i I have seen your podcast grow and grow and grow and. It's like, I always wondered, how did you achieve that? Because most podcasts um, don't get to that stage. Probably, yeah. I mean, for me, if I get to 100,000, I'll be like, yeah, I'll be like stoked. Like, that's amazing. How how did you achieve that? What was the secret sauce that you think helped you get there?
1: Yeah, so... We've had shows before. I hosted a show called Unconventional Leaders and we hit 550 something episodes on that. I have another show called Happy Brain on mental health and we're about 120 something episodes in that. Rich had his own show and he was about 100 plus episodes in that. So we've done podcasting before. We've done podcasts. And I'll tell you what, It is a grind the day in and day out of getting a show launched. And so there is no quote secret, but I have learned something with NFTs that has ruined me. And no matter what happens with this show, I will implement in future shows. First of all, I have learned that the hot topic right now, you really need to pay attention to. And dive in early as you can and take quick, quick, quick action, which hurts my feelings, Sam, because I want to make a podcast like Joe Rogan and talk to people for five hours and talk about mental health and mindset and leadership and all these super broad things. But -hmm. like Pat Flynn says, an incredible human, I highly suggest everybody hear what he has to say, but that really finding that sub market and niching really heavily into it and becoming so listener focused which I have not done a good job at prior. I was all Heather-focused about what I find interesting. But if you want a show to grow, they don't give a rat's butt what you're interested in. They care about what they're interested in. So NFTs, we hit it at a really good time. Granted, Rich and I had a lot of experience podcasting, so we were able to move fast. Yeah, Um, like We understood show titles, we understood searchability. Here's a really important tip, is the recommendability of a show. So think about NFTs for newbies. There's an identity piece in that, which honestly is a conversation about Web3 in general. People want to feel a sense of identity with the things that they consume. They want to feel like I'm not just a consumer, but I'm a participant here. And so when you can brand something, when you can pull in elements of the community, again, a Web3 concept, people are really going to become advocates for you because I don't just listen to the NFTs for newbies. I am an NFT for newbie, which makes it recommendable. And so they became our best marketers and we wouldn't be here without them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. I'm just thinking that, you know, most people don't realize that long form content is not like tweets or TikTok. People really connect Mm -hmm. with you. So um, Mm -hmm. even if you get like 5,000 downloads, it's a a big deal. It's not equal to just 5,000 views on a on a tweet because someone has oh, spent like an hour listening to you or half an it's hour. Intimate. Yes. And they have this um d- different level of bond with you, whereas tweet, you're just scrolling past so fast or TikToks are scrolling past so fast. You don't have the same level of, of connection. So yeah, I, I understand, but most people don't realize the achievement you have achieved. <laughs> um, but I like you mentioned, really yes.
1: I, I want to highlight the short bit that you mentioned. Uh, that's another thing. And again, you're, Everybody's different, but People really need that micro bits of content, and so if there is a way to shorten your podcast, even if it's in post production editing, like the more short and concise, I think that really helps with the retention and also to the the binge worthiness of it, right? So we made our show fifteen minutes or less, and Sam, we've been really going over that lately because we've been getting chitty chatty, but that's that's what we're focused on is a really short deliverable show. And I know not everybody wants to do that, but. I think it works. I think it's a really good tactic.
0: Yeah, you, you say that because sometimes people see one hour or two hours, and then they <laughs> and then they mm-hmm. skip. And part of the reason why Joe Rogan, good sorry, to go on the tangent, but the Joe Rogan show grew is also because of the Joe Rogan clips on YouTube, and a lot of people watch just the five minute. Yeah. So they get the value out of it, and then yes. they sometimes get interested, and then they listen to the whole episode. So, um. So yeah. So yeah. Coming back. Coming back to NFTs. Where do you see the NFT, the opportunities in the NFT market today?
1: Sure. So it's changing really fast, and I know people will disagree with me on this. For me, as like a regular Jane out in the world, who isn't super techie. I, I don't see the tr- the way the projects are being ran and executed to last forever in this traditional yeah. NFT model. So you have like kind of these obscure projects that you hear about. Maybe they're docs, maybe they're not. It's like the penguin butts sort of you know are coming out with a ten thousand dollars collection, and you jump in their Discord and you meet their team and then you met and all that stuff. That is a very there's a huge barrier to entry for that, for the average human. And so, yes, I think that model will still be here, but I think it's still going to be kind of more of an underground type indie thing Mm -hmm. that people do. Mainstream adaption is what I'm really interested in, of like the person who doesn't have a crypto wallet right now, who isn't really interested in NFTs and all that. How is this going to affect their lives? Which I think it's going to happen way sooner than later when you think about how bigger brands and events are implementing NFT tech into the way that they're serving their audiences. And so I think that's a little bit more where we're going, where everybody's going to have obviously a crypto wallet. We're going to kind of expect drops from different brands. I I love this little graphic that's going around that explains Web 1, 2, and 3 of how, you know, Web 1, you had like a username and a password, Web 2. You logged into all these different accounts in Web three. You just have your wallet. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this one central like wallet. Or, yeah, something. yeah, that's where we're going. Yeah, I mean, we could go a million directions with all that, but it's exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's that's. I, I do see it completely that, you know, the mainstream adoption is what will really change the change the world for pretty much everyone. Right now, it's like if you go and ask someone on the street, you know, what's your digital wallet or they, they would have no right. idea, you know, they would have no idea. They don't use MetaMask or they, it it's still, we are still very, very early in the space. Um, talking about people that are early, what are some of the common mistakes you see people make when they're first jumping into this space?
1: I'm um, thinking that this is a get rich quick thing. That I'm going to just invest in something. I can't tell you, Sam, how many DMs we get from people saying... I have X amount of dollars right now. Which NFT project should I invest in? And I'm like, oh, friend, oh, friend, why? You know, don't approach it like that. Yes, there is some money to be made, but please know that this takes a lot of studying and being immersed in what's going on. And honestly, no matter how well-versed you are in it and how much studying you do, you're probably still going to lose money. We've lost money. We've made money. That's the game of it. So I think that's probably one of the biggest miss things off the bat. And another thing I think is people aren't really valuing the education piece right now, especially those of you who are listening who, you know, you've done well in certain industries. Maybe you're looking at transferring your Web2-based business into a Web3-based business. You have you are in an incredible position right now to leverage education, to position yourself in Web3 as somewhat of an expert or a leader or a thought leader. And I'm not saying lie and say you know everything about Web3 when you don't. But us just openly learning in front of our audience has given us a position to have a voice where we wouldn't have had a voice before. And again, we're not fabricating what we know. We're just learning out loud. And I wish more industries would do that. Putting out education and sharing with their audience what a wallet is, how you set it up, how is this going to affect them. You could be a thought leader if you wanted to be in this space.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because everyone is so new. The whole industry is so new. It is very easy to be a, a thought leader. And, and you know, you'd be surprised. I know some extremely large companies in this space, in Web3, they started as, as educational or as they started as either a, a podcast or just Running courses and things like that, and then yep. they saw an opportunity and a gap in the market, and then they built a technical product around it, and they got big but they they got the people first, you know um, by educating them and by bringing them along on that journey so y- you are hundred percent on point this is what one of the things that I think people are people are missing out um if you were just starting today, you had never bought an n f t you had never known anything about nFts what advice would you have for yourself?
1: Someone on a call the other day, I'm hosting these women in Web3 calls and trying to onboard more women into this space. And one of them told me, they said, I found your podcast because I put in Google, what is an NFT? And I found you guys. And I said, oh, that's cool. Awesome. And she goes, but, but I wish I wouldn't have typed that in Google search. I wish instead of saying, what is an NFT? I wish I would have typed in what is Web3? And I was like, oh boom. So NFTs are people's entry into Web3 a lot of times, but the conversation that we really need to be having um, as, unless, you know, NFTs are your life and you want to just go into it full time and flip life, you know, Um, for most of us, for business owners, leaders, or whatever, we really need to grasp this concept of how web three is shifting everything. And so if I were to go back, I would have started with the broader conversation of web three. So understanding decentralization, I would have really started digging into community building, which is what I'm knee deep in right now is understanding the difference between audience building and community building huge topic and just seeing like the practical day-to-day applications of what blockchain tech is is how it's going to affect our lives nfts are fascinating but um, there it's an incomplete conversation
0: yeah there are there's two sides to a coin to everything i completely i have started with the web3 podcast and as, as you genius yes no 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 i i i uh, I agree and disagree in, in some ways because I've been in like, you know, in 2017 and 18, I've been to every sort of blockchain summit and I've been building products in this. I've been I've been very early, but I never invested. I I never bought. I, in 2012, I had a sort of a, a miner I was trying to set up on my PC and stuff for Bitcoin. But you, but you never I, invested? I no, I just played, I just dabbled a little bit of money here really? and there. So I was still learning and I was still I'm from technical background. I'm trained in computer science. I'm a, a software developer, so I have the technical knowledge. You're opposite of me. <laughs> yes, yes. However, I I didn't I didn't ape in and bought like big amounts or, or any significant I never bought any three thousand dollar NFT. Till today yeah. I have never bought because I've always been um interested in building the next sort of the, the really big thing and stuff so that has been my goal and understanding and 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 doing the self-growth sort of thing so i've been in a completely different and you know what earlier in the show you mentioned about pat flynn and, mm, and his advice on niching down the reason mm-hmm. one of the reason your podcast got so big is because the everyone was searching what are nfts no one was searching what is web yep. 3 at that time That's if you true. did with web 3 it would not have been optimized for google and those keywords and those titles.
1: True. So if for a show growth perspective, I'm glad we did what we did. For my own education, I, 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 you know, it unfolded the way that it unfolded. I think I went into it thinking about this as an investment opportunity again, mm-hmm. as opposed to the implications of NFTs. But let me tell you something. If I were, you know, with the NFT conversation, <sighs> I think understanding the 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 business behind it I think would have been yeah. something I wish I would have known before or, because if you think of an nft project it's like oh it's an nft project you don't think of it as an nft business but nft projects are businesses, businesses. Or they should be, right? Especially if they have huge pieces like ten thousand dollar pieces or whatever. I want to keep saying ten thousand dollar, ten thousand tokens or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good starting point for those who are interested just specifically in NFPs.
0: Yeah. And where I see it going is also that, you know, the the first step is the is the community, as you know, mm. as you're really into community and they build communities and they build an engaged audience and stuff. But the neck the the second piece is is building a great brand around it. And that's where yes. people are going to move. Just like Bodek yes. Clubs have built a great brand around it that all the bigger existing brands want to tie up with them. But if you have an obscure brand, even if it's ten thousand dollars worth, but if you haven't built a great brand around it or twenty thousand dollars worth each each NFT, um Then it will be very hard to sustain it beyond the initial high because, you know, initially they just paid the influencers and all that. And they built, they did a lot of advertising. They built 100,000 people worth Discord and 150,000 worth Twitter. But then they never invested in the in the branding of it. Like, yeah, I don't know. That that's sort of my my view that projects are going to mature into really big brands. They will have merchandise. They will have everything, just like Disney did, or just like what game projects do, like Angry Birds did. I think Angry Birds even have their own sort of theme park now. Not only merchandise, they made more money from sure. merchandise than the game itself. The- and they made from movies and TV shows. And and same thing is spun out of successful NFT projects. There will be these characters and then there'll be um, movies, games, TV, merchandise, theme parks, everything right. based on that. So, I mean, for I mean, this is just talking about from the art and the branding side of things. But of course, right. as you know, the whole area is so, so, so big of the of the NFTs. It could be used in property. It could be used in law. It could be used in pretty much any and it property. will be yes yes in any industry you touch it will impact it as as time goes goes along and so yeah that's why i'm quite excited about about this space or i have been for the last many years before i continue this conversation i have a request for you my dear audience member so far all my content is free and i'm able to do this because of your awesome support and as a part of this support, there's only one request, that is that you go to Apple Podcasts and go and leave a rating and a review for this podcast. Now let's get back into our conversation. But yeah, let me.
1: Um, can I ask you a question? Go ahead, go I'm sorry. I'm, yes, I'm, such, yes. I'm so curious. Um, I think honestly, I I think it's really interesting and cool that you know what you know and you've been in this space for so long and yet you're super hesitant to invest in X, Y, Z. And I would just love to hear like your philosophy a little bit behind like, like you get the tech, you've seen, you've been in it for years. What is yeah. it that kind of he- makes you hesitate? No, no, I have, I have like
0: a very, very small amount of um, stuff. Nothing significant, nothing significant at all. So, okay. So the the thing is that it is, you know, I believe in, okay, so where should you invest? So, so it is a generic question. Where should you invest your your money? and nice. and this is like i get asked and so i go on other podcasts as a guest speaker or go to other events and stuff and i've, I've built things in fintech and you know, all, all these sort of things or advice companies and then people often ask me just like they ask you that where should i invest my Which money and and i'm young or i'm old or i say it does not matter the age group that i this is the same thing i say to everyone and this is the number one place where you should invest your money and and that is in your own self in your own and, and what
1: a and, great answer
0: and, and that is exactly what i have done i have invested in learning more about in in educating myself about where the future is moving what is happening because i want to build the next big thing i want to build the next google or the apple or the amazon i so i want to train myself up to that i want to build myself up to that and so that's why if i have anything i um I put that money into or I sort of work less so I can educate myself more in in that side of things. So so that's what I practice, what I preach. So that does not mean that I have reaped the financial benefits 100 percent yet, but it is a very long game. I'm ready to sort of play.
1: I love that answer. And. Just full transparency, you know, everyone listening, FOMO is super real in the NFT space. For everybody you see killing it, they've also lost tens of thousands of dollars. I just was on a phone call today with someone who's made significant gains. They said, yeah, but you don't know what I've lost. And so please know that, again, it is a gamble. So Sam, I I love that answer. I'm probably going to steal it.
0: Because the thing is that, you know, you are building wealth where no thief can steal if you educate yourself and if you know yeah. more and if you learn, no, no one can text that knowledge. No one can steal that knowledge. No, it's, it's yours forever. And you become better as a human being knowing all that stuff. So, so this is the number one sort of answer I give everyone because this, this is the same question, just like you get asked, like, you know, what project should I invest in? and And I've been in this space long enough that I have met some like early investors of 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 crypto. you know they a lot of them are super super wealthy because they were the people who bought Bitcoin for one dollar <laughs> and they were the people who bought like ethereum for. $20, $30, mm-hmm. or $50. So every day I've met people like that in, in my life. And I know someone who has lost $58 million. They didn't realize the value of, of Bitcoin earlier on. And they sat on it and they lost the keys or they lost their yep. external hard drive, like what do you call the uh, the, the, the keys and stuff. And, and some a lot of it was stolen. So a lot of early, like, I think it's estimated that nearly 20% of all Bitcoin is lost. It's completely lost. People have lost their keys. People have lost that. That is like, you know, billions and billions of dollars. So and I know so many people who have lost hundreds of thousands, if not millions and millions in. But of course, it is all sort of pride because they are in some of them are in in Europe and they do not want to. release information because the government says that you are hiding the capital gain and it's not really lost. So mm-hmm. so of course, a lot of it is sort of private knowledge. But yeah, there are people there who have lost a lot of money. But then, so for everyone who's invested early, they have most of them, most of those people have lost because um, there've been so many crypto winters, so many times it's gone up really, really high and gone really down. So people say that right now we are in a sort of a downturn. We are not, we are not at all. So last time in 2017 and 18, when Ethereum was, 1490 or something like that dollars, and when in the downturn it went down to 88 dollars. So, so right now we are complaining about that it's going down from 4200 to 2900 or 3000. dollars That's not a downturn, that's that's merely a blimp. Preach, preach. So, so, so yeah, so. So the thing is that, and and when that sort of things happen, a lot of people lost interest, a lot of people sold it, or a lot of people just were, stopped looking at their wallet and they lost their long phrase screen and they lost, because this is completely decentralizable, there is no customer service. It's not like your bank, you have forgotten yep. your bank password, you call their call center, but yeah. now... <laughs> um, Yeah. So, so the level of personal responsibility in this space is so much higher that I feel Mm -hmm. like people have to really educate themselves before getting in, and that's fine. You, you, if you lose some money, that is part of the learning experience. You'll be twice as careful, ten times more careful the next time. And so, yeah. So, yeah. But anyway. Yeah.
1: So that's that's one thing that I'm mulling over right now, and there's no answer to it. But to your point of you know. The importance of personal responsibility in this space, but in a space that promotes instant gratification. That's a very interesting uh, dynamic there when yeah. we need to take responsibility and, like, be in the long game and be responsible and be, you know, slow to move and educate yourself and be patient, like you're saying, Sam. But we're moving into a digital landscape, which is very instantaneous. And so it's a very interesting thing. It's like we need to have a human skill set that isn't necessarily nurtured in the landscape that we're moving into. That's what I'm interested in.
0: Yeah, and I can see where your experience in in working in, with mental health is shining here. <laughs> Because yep. I've got the soft skills too. And, and that is once again, you know, if there's any skills, you know, master, master soft skills because they are so much harder to Amen. master than technical skills. You can do a course on Udemy and spend six months and you can start to Amen. learn a bit of solidity or something, but there is no way to master. No one can say I'm a master of, you know, <laughs> mental health. It, it is it is hard because it is so unique to every person and every human and and i've seen even in web 3 doesn't matter when you're building communities you need a level of emotional intelligence and human yeah soft skills so yeah so having said that what's next for for you are you planning to continue the podcast are you planning to change things are you planning to launch your own collection (laughs) and
1: if yeah everybody asks us about our own collection and to be completely honest with you we we could have and we yes. probably could have done super, super well. But Rich and I talked about it and we knew deep in our hearts we didn't know enough to do that with integrity. And again, it's a business and it's something that's not just, oh, you know, I sold out. Cool. But now you have hundreds, thousands of people who are in your community for years and years and years to come. Are you prepared to serve them and deliver on that roadmap, which is super easy to make, right? Yes. So no, we haven't come out with the collection and we're not planning on it. We are students and we're learning. We are rebranding, um, this monday actually we're hitting a million downloads tomorrow we should hit it tomorrow and we're going to be changing the name of the show to web3 and nfts for newbies and expanding the conversation into that for me personally i'm really knee deep in the whole community building aspect and there's kind of twofold there i think you know we've limited community building to thinking about oh this helps me sell out my project if i have a community I can make money off of them. And there's nothing wrong with thinking along those lines because I know people at the end of the day need to make money. However, I think the interesting thing about community building is we're also from like a world perspective, when it's done well, we're promoting a culture that is a little bit more human as opposed to transactional with audience building, right? So we're creating belonging. We're talking about like a real sense of identity. We're talking about real connection. So when I'm building a community the right way, not only does it benefit my project, my business, but also too, it's creating an environment and a culture where people's lives can potentially be changed, right? And so that's why I'm really excited about this emphasis on community building in, in Web3. And I'll tell you what, Sam, like I think it's gonna hurt a lot of our egos because the stronger we get with community and the more metaverses there are and the different things people can tap into. Our community might be smaller than what we're used to in web two with all of our Instagram followers and in the blue check mark. And so our measure of success is like, oh man, I don't have hundreds of thousands of people, but you know, this as a businessman, hundreds of thousands of people doesn't mean they're converting, right? So we're going to have to check our egos at the door. I think when we enter into this whole community building element, it may be smaller and it may not look as cool on paper, but it doesn't mean it's not going to be as powerful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 100% couldn't agree more. You know, i worked in gaming and esports and Discord was predominantly used by the gaming industry. In, in, and so because when you play games every night with someone, I'm a gamer, I used to play two, three hours of game for like, like nearly 10 years with the same group of people. When you have that level of... And then you talk in Discord at the same time while you're playing a game. So when you have that level of interaction you become really close friends just like yeah. um just like when you do anything together for that long a sustained period of time and that's where the whole community aspect and stuff that web3 has adopted from from the web2 games however most of these projects are NFT projects are so short lived and they're so into just boom and bust type of things that it is not really real community. People are just in there to make a quick buck and, and most of them leave. And that's why you would see even with 100,000, 200,000 people in their Discord server, most would be inactive and they have never shared anything. The the goal is that you have even 20 people, but then everyone is engaged. Everyone is sharing. Everyone's talking about, talking about their day, about their, you know, so it is doing life together. That is the real sort of community. And and we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. But, I mean, this is just sort of my observation. You know, can you tell me,
1: if, like, from a gaming perspective, because I'm not a gamer, can you tell me what what have you learned about community from gaming that you think is applicable to this conversation? So gaming is is so big,
0: people don't realize that nearly 3 billion gamers out there in the world. And... And gaming industry has been bigger than movies, TV, books, everything combined. Right. And it has always been. And that's just one of the way people spend their time. And that's why they don't watch Netflix. I haven't watched Netflix for like five years. <laughs> Netflix is for fifth. That's what my kids watch, you know, like. And that, that's also because they, if they have a choice, they would only watch YouTube. I have Netflix. I have my switch on Netflix. I don't. I'm like really uninterested in it because it is so long. For my, I want to watch TikTok. I, um, <laughs> I'm um mentally, I'm a completely different generation. I've always been that, and yeah, it's like sure. I. I, yeah, I cannot sit and watch. like So basically, I stopped watching Netflix because YouTube had so much better content that I could relate to. And I stopped watching YouTube because TikTok has so much better content. Games take forever. Games are hours long. So what's the difference? I play, I have played just one game for about seven years, five hours a day, four hours a day. I, I don't sleep a lot. So and the, But the thing is that I am on my headset. I've got my mic. I'm talking with five other friends or eight other friends collaborating on something in the game. And it's always new challenges. It's always you're doing something new and the games have updates every three months. So they have a roadmap, just like NFT projects, all the web two games, old games. And that's why people keep playing to keep engaged in that game. So you are doing a different new activity in that all the time. Whereas NFT projects don't have enough new activities that, they should be having to keep that Mm -hmm. audience engaged so and most of the new games multiplayer games are built for collaboration so you are in a team competing against other team and especially in esports and everything as well so it is that sort of team-based dynamics that when you work together towards a common objective you become closer like as as french community where nft projects are not doing that but Games, which are including NFTs, are going to be able to do this sort of thing. And that's why they will be big. And that's why we have so many transactions in at Moonstream, the company that um, I've just joined, is because we are using NFTs in, in games and stuff. I mean, we are providing the Web3 engine for games to, to create these sort of like on-chain sort of loot and on-chain loyalty programs and those sort of things. So so yeah, just, just my, my two cents. It's
1: fascinating. I was in a Twitter space face the other day and someone said something that just shook me. They said, you're right. They said, I don't have time to be in your community unless I'm making money being in it. And I was like, that's so harsh. That's so rude. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, he's speaking the truth here because you can take out the money part of it but what is the value add of being in that community and yes Absolutely. we want a sense of belonging we want a sense of belonging but if there isn't an end goal there right yes. of something that we're accomplishing together belonging isn't enough even though we need belonging it's still not enough right so yeah gosh i gotta mull but, that over sam that's yeah, fascinating yeah, but the
0: thing is that the games all the web 2 games there's still billions of players of games out there and Discord had two, three hundred million before this whole NFT Web3 thing started. It still had two, three hundred million people on it every day engaging on Discord because they were playing the game. And most of the servers were based around the game, like Discord servers were based around the game. So Call of Duty would have hundreds of different like Call of Duty Philippines, Call of Duty, Asia, Call of Duty, sort of Mexico. And then they will have their own sort of communities in there and, and all that sort of a thing. And then they will meet even outside of outside of game. So that was the real belonging. That was the real community in NFT space, because there's been so much hype around the money some people have made from CryptoPunks or Board of Yacht Club or all those sort of things that everyone in, in it, or not everyone, but most people are in it for a quick buck. And, and so they are just joining these communities to see the the signal of who yeah. is really commenting, how active is the community. They're just looking for signals to know whether they can buy and quickly flip this or not. So that's what's uh-huh. going on. They are not real communities at all. And that's why I was saying that the next step is branding and then the, the stronger brands will win out because most of these communities, like, you know, how many, like hundreds of projects are launched every single day and like 99.99% <laughs> are losing their value within like few months, two or three months. Yeah. Because most of the roadmaps are just bogus, like, they they can't do it it's like the games take so long to build um like triple a games they have like 20,000 developers and they sometimes take 3 to 5 years sometimes even 10 years to make a like a triple a rated game and and these people have their roadmaps and they are showing that in next 3 months um, q2 2022 they're going to release a game Q- q3 they're going to release this update blah 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 they're not they, it's just it's uh, vaporware <laughs> it's not going to happen because it's incredibly incredibly hard to build a really good yep. game and stuff so yeah um yeah but that's that's sort of my point of view any any sort of final advice and also for our audience and do you have a ask are you looking for anything and how do people reach out to you if you are looking for something
1: Yeah, I don't have advice. I'm a newbie here, and I'm a student first and foremost. I I think I would just encourage anyone who's like me to ask questions and lean into the newbie aspect. And it may not be NFTs, it may not be tech, but whatever that thing is that you're curious about. I've really learned the power of open just transparency of what you do and do not know and allowing people to teach you. We kind of live in a very, you know, egocentric society where, you know, I want to be the expert, I want to be the guru, but I think people are sick of that and they just want people like them who yeah. are curious and want to know. So whatever that is for you, I just encourage you in that. As far as a, an ask, uh, my ask is that listening to this interview, I want you to go to Sam's podcast and leave him a five-star review tell him why he's awesome and this show has really benefited you. It takes a lot to be a content creator. And this is a, a gift that you're giving the world, Sam. So I just want your audience to bless you with that.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a link to your podcast, to your social profile, so people can go and follow you. you. People can leave a review check out your podcast if they haven't already i'm pretty sure they have already i think everyone in this space knows about your podcast so yeah so look thank you thank you so much thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode share this podcast episode with a friend who you think should know and learn more about web3 as i mentioned before i work for moonstream wherever technology makes web3 based games more successful So if you are building a blockchain-based game or if your game has NFT elements, then reach out to me. My DMs are open on LinkedIn, Twitter and and my podcast website web3pod.xyz or web3pod.xyz. Thank you once again and have a fantastic day.